Hello there. My name's Mark, aka the Canardian, and this is episode 33 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined as always by my trusty co-pilot, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? Wind doves cry. Purple rain. Uh, I'm good. No, it's we're recording on a Sunday late, which is, you know, hey, all shapes and sizes, but that's why I have uh, coffee, which I probably should have made too. Uh, but if I get a little drifty somewhere in the middle, that's on me. Uh, but I'll do the best yeah. I can. I promise. We'll make loud noises and, and obnoxious gestures until you wake up. Okay, very fun. good. Yep. I like, it, it, it'll work. And just in case Charlie falls asleep, I brought in some, uh, some special muscle to help me <laughs> keep on, on track. And that is our special guest, Riley, a.k.a. Uh, I want to Riley Antoine. I said that right. Well, okay. on on Twitter it's well, Antoine. Twitter. Antoine. On Twitter okay. it's Antoine because okay. my middle name is too long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. So I wasn't well, sure if there was a Star Wars spin on it or if that was like uh, the last name. So, Antoine you know, Tatooine. Yes. That's what I was thinking, oh. right? Like I was, I was kind of. That's that's kind of what I figured. Wait a minute. Right, right, right. Um, oh, stop true. The True. That's Wait yeah. So there's where the mistake <laughs> kind of came from. But uh, Riley, it's it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is uh, this is awesome, and and I'm super excited uh, because when we started talking, we were talking about a special episode. We've been doing movie recaps, and of course, the Book of Boba Fett recaps, and this one's going to be a little bit different. So uh, I'm ready to get into this. But first, we need to learn a little bit about you. So Riley, how'd you get into Star Wars? Literally, I know a lot of people say as long as they can remember, but as long as I can remember. I was watching it as I was a baby with my dad, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I don't remember a time without Star Wars in my life, which I'm thankful for. And I'm kind of jealous for people that are experiencing it for the first time when they're actually aware of what's going on, because I've just grown up knowing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite movie? Star Wars movie. My favorite Star Wars movie. I'm I'm a prequels person, so my favorite is Revenge of the Sith. Um, but I do gauge my favorites by like favorite of each trilogy. But Revenge of the Sith is my favorite, like overall. I think. That that's what that's what I seem to hear out of most people that are, and we we've had a lot of you just because I think Mark and I are pretty close in age, but we've had a lot of younger folks that have come on and guessed it with us, and of the people who love on the prequels, as a lot of you young folks too, because again, <laughs> that was your trilogy growing up. The mm-hmm. OT was our trilogy growing up. Yeah, people will absolutely land on Revenge of the Sith because they're aren't nearly the cringeworthy moments that you get in that you get in certainly episodes one and, and in some places in episode two. So I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't argue with the longest sword fight in cinematic history. Like, right. Oh my God. Very true. Damn. It's so good. Beautiful. And also very painful. Mm. Star Wars pain is the perfect amount. <laughs> <laughs> very oh, yeah. true. So you mentioned your, your favorite in each, each trilogy. Mm-hmm. So now you, you know, I have to ask which, which is your favorite in the other two trilogies? I always go back and forth between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So, like, that kind of flip-flops for me. Fair. And while this is a... I'm aware this is a very controversial opinion, but my favorite of the sequel trilogy is The Last Jedi. (laughs) All right. I think it's just absolutely beautiful. It's just gorgeous. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff I love about that movie. 
There's yeah. yeah, there's very little in any Star Wars opinion that's not made controversial by someone. So right. you know, it just you know, live, live your Star Wars truth. That works for me. Right. Yeah. I do. I think I need like a hot take button. Like boom, hot take. Yeah, hot like, take. Right. <laughs> so I've got a graphic up on the screen or right. something like that. But like we, we always like it seems like every week or two we have someone coming on that's like, this is going to be controversial. But and we do it all. It's like thirty three episodes of people being like, oh, my favorite one's the Last Jedi. Come at me. And it's like, right. yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, that's that's it's oh great. Oh my god. Um, yeah. All all uh, all opinions are valid. And at, like I said, there's a lot of to love in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I yeah. know it has it has a lot of shortcomings. Right. I'm very, I'm very aware. I'm not someone that's just like this is the perfect movie, and you can't say anything to me about it. But like, it's just gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I can't wait to get into the sequels in this rewatch project. But right now, let's let's keep learning a little bit more about you. So, mm-hmm. I don't know where you're gonna go with this one. Favorite character? Oh gosh, this is always so hard for me. It's very hard to pick favorites. Um, I think probably either Cal Kestis, if we're talking about right. expanded. Absolutely. If we're talking any, about any, yeah. yeah, if we're talking about movies, I'm between Anakin and Obi Wan. Mm. All right, all and, good choices all around. And Padme is obviously there, but we just didn't get enough of her for her to be like, oh, she's my absolute favorite. Like, you know right, what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's weird that like how much when you said she didn't get enough screen time and it's it's weird thinking the last few weeks about how much screen time influences favorite characters mm-hmm. uh, you'll see my din Djarin helmet behind me here and mm-hmm. i've said it on the show a couple of times now that he's quickly become my favorite or if not like one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. and it's because of that screen time the more we learn the more we connect with that character and there's like him kind of becoming a dad around the same time i became a dad and like going through the last couple of years of like mm-hmm. both having like this small, weird little gremlin child running around mm-hmm. uh, that you probably just heard at the start of the episode yeah, yeah. when I didn't <laughs> mute my mic in time. Um, but that's like the more screen time, like the more you can connect with those characters. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's good for some characters like Din, but yeah, bad for some characters like Padme. So exactly. Uh, but I totally while, get that. She's so badass. Right. And like, while I did get like more of her in her books that are like also still coming out, Mm-hmm. It's different when it's on the screen. Big Absolutely, time. big yeah. time. Oh yeah. yeah, that's why I want something with the High Republic, like on screen. The books, the comics, everything's fine. It's all great. They're expanding mm-hmm. lightsaber lore in a way that makes me just so freaking happy. But mm-hmm. like, just put something on the screen. We're missing yeah. movies, Charlie. I know, like you, you wanted to to mention a little bit about uh, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I mean, you know, when we talked about that because we recorded SFU tonight, Katie was on with us as well, um, and just talking about it. To me, it seems incomprehensible that Star Wars, since you know, for the last almost forty five years, uh, has been a movie franchise, and in the last three years has completely up it. Now there are no movies on the horizon. They can't decide if they want to get this movie made. They're going back and forth. Maybe we'll get it next year. Maybe we won't. You know, but there's there's nothing else on the slate yet. We know of all these television programs that are being made for Disney Plus. So it is just, mm-hmm. and, and people are gobbling it up. People are loving it. Even even if the oh, book yeah. of Boba Fett wasn't the greatest, um, it's still you know we know that we're going to be on to the next thing. You know what I mean? We know that 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 Kenobi is coming up, and we know that we're that Andor is after that, and we know that 
now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, you know, Ahsoka's on down the road. <laughs> we know these things are coming because so they're the, being produced. And the mm-hmm. thing that you said that Boba Fett not being the greatest to like the hardcore Star Wars fans on Twitter that we have like in our little circles and stuff. That right. was the like one of the most watched Disney Plus shows. Right. Like the Boba Fett finale beat out season two Mando finale, which to me was like, what? Yeah, exactly. Fucking Star Wars ever. But right. like with Luke and like everything, like that, like how can you top that with Boba Fett? And then Boba Fett like blew it out of the water with, with right. how many people watched. So it's like, right. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's working for well, them. Like I you guess. said, the, the, the hardcores, the hardliners uh, have become the, the regular folks. There's no there, there's no fringe anymore. It's just it's right. just enormous. But anyway, to, uh, back on topic. Go for it. Back right, on topic. right, 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 right. So we got favorite character, uh, light side or dark side. If you had some force powers, which way would you lean? I'd say light side. Like absolutely, that's kind of where I align. But I feel like with my emotional side, I would accidentally be a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time we've heard that. I love it. Accidentally, a Sith sounds like that would be like a like a <laughs> pop like a pop punk band out of Canada from the late '90s. I mean, Mark Helman. What do you think? Like, and Alanis Morissette got her start in Accidentally a Sith in 1992. I, see, my mind for like instantly went to romantic comedy with like I don't know, like Catherine Heigl and like Ma- some like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really I loved like... her, man, but she was accidentally a Sith. All right, all right. But, but, but the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Accidentally, like... that is literally the first time we've heard that. So It's because like, I'm a very passionate person, and I have attachments. Like I'm not going to like resist attachments. That doesn't make sense in my brain, so I would accidentally right. be a Sith. <laughs> Right. Okay. And you wouldn't even notice until your eyes turn yellow when you stand in a bunch of dead kids and you're just like, what happened? Exactly. It's just like, accidents happen. (laughs) It'll be your record needle scratch. So I guess you're wondering how I got here. What happened? Yeah. That's, uh, oh man, I love that answer. Just accident. Like, cause just, I'm just thinking of all the funny things. Like just, oops. Oops. I just killed a planet. Cool. Um, <laughs> since this episode, for anyone, if they if they just played this episode and they missed the description and the title, <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So, with that in mind, I have a couple of special questions that we don't usually ask people, but I'm going to ask you: mm-hmm. What was your first Star Wars game that you played? Um, I believe it was on the Nintendo 64 when I was a very small child, and it was the Star Wars episode run, episode one, sorry, pod racer game. Oh, ah, yes. yeah. Did yeah. you play the, they re-released that on Switch recently. I haven't, I haven't replayed it yet. It is so good. I, I love it. It brought me straight back to those like N64 like, youth days. I feel like it'll definitely be much easier when I replay it. Because I'm not a small child trying to figure out the Nintendo 64. <laughs> Maybe don't uh, don't underestimate how quick your reflexes were as a child. Because like that was one thing that I, I noticed replaying it. I was like, this game will kind of kick your ass, and I kind of remember being better at it when I was like 
a youngin with the the N64. So like, yeah, it's like, what is this? A Dark Souls game? What's happening? <laughs> One of the absolute. We're in the the only games that I'm not a gamer, which will. Uh, kind of well known and which is why i'll be hanging back a little bit more for this one but <laughs> the kind of games that i enjoyed the lego games it was because of the lego star wars the complete saga the one that came out uh as the other ones finish up so in like 07 08 the, mm-hmm. the the two worst levels on that one is are the mustafar level at the end of episode three uh because you got to get past the lava and not fall through whatever mm-hmm. and the pot the pod racing level is just god awful <laughs> and i just played it again because i have playstation now um, and I just played it again. And you're like jamming your thumb over, being like, "No, I got to be over on the left." And it'll rock a land on you. So I just, ah, yeah, slow, yeah. slow, slow reflexes, slow reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's your first. But which one's your favorite Star Wars video game? Jedi Fallen Order. All right, that's a perfect. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say that so we could yeah. like lead straight in. That's like any testament to that Cal's lightsaber. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I would turn it on, but I realized before we started that it's dead, so. Oh, no. no. (laughs) I have my lightsaber here. It's charging as well uh, because I I was playing with it earlier, and it just, like, straight shut off. I I don't know why I never bring mine down. I do, of course, have uh, my bucket here. Um, Mm. I I don't know why I never remember to bring my lightsaber down. I will do do that eventually. (laughs) Speaking of lightsabers, this is a good time to plug level up lightsabers. Uh, There's a link in the description and on my social media channels uh, for a little affiliate link that if you you purchase a lightsaber from level up, I get a little kickback. You can help support me and the show. So go there and check things out. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't remember if he has the Fallen Order lightsaber on there or not. I've seen that on a few websites, and I'm I'm super tempted to order it every time I see it because I love that saber. You and I should totally have a chat about my yellow guardian, you know, Luke uh, post Empire Strikes Back lightsaber at some point. I just keep forgetting. Get one. Of the, so the level up ones change color to whatever you want. So if you find the hilt that like kind of looks right, it just cycles through any color that you want to. So you can make it yellow and and All do right. your thing. Yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, we'll make a plan. We'll, I love it. We'll have a chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is funny. So so in Jedi Fallen Order, like that's the lightsaber you start with. But one of the things that I loved about it was that it came out. So 2019, uh, it came out what November, I believe. I think November. I, I November. have I have a Wikipedia link. Uh, if uh, yeah, there you go. Yep, November 2019. Not bad. Uh, so I had just gotten back from Galaxy's Edge in Disney World and built my own lightsaber and then I start playing this game. So that was like the end of like middle of September or so when I when I went to Florida and got back and then started playing this game like 2 months later and I could build the lightsaber that I built in Galaxy's Edge in the game. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to play through with like that lightsaber that you have mm-hmm. but I couldn't resist being like hold on. Mm-hmm. Like Cal Kestis like the ginger Jedi, like, <laughs> right? I can I can play as my lightsaber with like a ginge. Let's do mm-hmm. this. This is mm-hmm. this is great. Ginger, so was, get get gingy with it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of the things I really loved about that game was like that that level of customization. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we start into this, Charlie, you're not a big video game guy. I don't know how many of our listeners like video games or don't. So let's maybe start with a, an overall synopsis of what happened in this game. Charlie, I know you have the Wikipedia. Do you want to jump on that and tell people kind of like 
I a quick overview. I will do so. They don't. Yeah, they don't have the greatest of the quick interviews, but no. uh, but I, I will. I will summarize it uh, just from the plot uh, blurb here. So we are five years post uh, Revenge of the Sith, Episode Three, uh, and the Galactic Republic's conversion over to the Galactic Empire uh, finds a former Jedi Pad- Padawan, Cal Kestis, voiced by uh, the the Ginge Cameron Monaghan uh, of. Gotham and Shameless fame. If you've seen him, things seen. He's working. At, he's working in basically a chop field. You know, kind of like the, the what you see Bill Burr working in, and at the end of Mandalorian, his last appearance, yeah. where he's 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 mm-hmm. doing a uh, he's doing scrapper stuff, uh, and he one day has to use his force abilities to save a coworker, um, and by doing that, he catches you know the Empire. He gets back on their radar. They send a couple of Inquisitors down, and then he is off and running to escape from them. When a uh, another former Jedi individual, though you don't find about that right away, her name is Sarah, played by actress Deborah Wilson, uh, finds him and gets him involved in a uh, a plot, a mission to recover a Jedi holocron, which will which contains the name of younglings. Across the galaxy, which I believe was also a story in the Clone Wars once, so this was kind of, mm-hmm. kind of a riff on that as well. Um, we get, you know, we, we visit Kashyyyk in this. We visit Dathomir. We get a little touch of the Night Sisters. You get the return of Force Whitaker as Saw Gerrera, but he's not quite so uh, hunky junky because it's a few, it's several years before Rogue One. Um, and at the end of it, you have your, you know, big slug out between the uh, the big villain who's named Talon. I believe it is Talon. That's, that's the one of the villains. Uh, that's, not that's quite the at the villain end. He's on Dathomir. Dath- yes, the yeah. villain on Dathomir. Is the, yeah, yeah. The, the one big slug out, but then, yes, we find a, a very familiar face at the end that Cal has to take down. But, of course, he escapes with his life. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to give it all away. So that, that that's my that's my nickel recreation. So uh, And I know all this because I didn't play the game but I'm a very big advocate and you'll find that I'm a lot better versed in Battlefront 2 which we'll talk about a little bit further down right. the road um, of watching uh, cutscene movies that are assembled on YouTube so this this one I watched was about two hours uh, didn't get you know as opposed to the Battlefront one that I have saved I didn't really witness a lot of the gameplay so that was a little jarring um, mm-hmm. but it, it did give me the breadth of the narrative so that's how I, I, I at least know this much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was a great summary. Thank you I for tried. that. That was no, that was that was good because I I do want to warn people and, and you did a really good job of not spoiling anything, but I do want to warn people from now on, we're gonna be talking about our favorite characters, our favorite scenes, all that kind of stuff, and spoilers mm-hmm. are free. So this is a what, two, mm-hmm. three year old game now. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I Better mean, watch it if you haven't yeah. and you don't want it spoiled. Uh, pause, yeah. and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Uh, no, for yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. It's not like this is you know last week's episode of Boba Fett, and we're like, ah, oh, because on podcasts people always jump on and spoil stuff. So I, yeah. I, w- I would like to imagine that people know that that's what we're going to be talking about. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give that warning because I know some people haven't, and and you know I know not everyone plays video games. Uh, like you, but I, I know you watch the, the cutscenes, Charlie. So it was, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's good that way. But uh, some people might not, and uh, you know, spoilers are always tough. So, right. uh, Riley, yes. Why do you think this game's important in like the overall Star Wars story, where it fits? In? Not not even just narratively, but like as I think like the first really big story focused Star Wars game in can- canon. Once Disney mm-hmm. took over, 
I feel like there's like there's been a survivor story before with Kane and Jarrus and Rebels, but it didn't really focus on his story. And this is kind of the first focus in canon Star Wars, at least, of a Jedi survivor, but not only a Jedi survivor that was an adult like Obi-Wan, but a mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Right. So Cal, yeah, and Cal was about like thir- 12 or thirteen when he, um, and he, Order yeah, sixty six happened. He mm-hmm. looked he looked younger still. He mm-hmm. he looked more like he was eight or nine. But again, mm-hmm. you only add five years into this, so yeah, you figure he has to be twelve or thirteen. He just right. looked re- he just looked really young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was boy, that was one of the grittiest parts of this is when yeah, what happened happened just just for him to have that emotional. You almost could, you know, if it was a cartoon, you know, it would be the equivalent of stink lines coming off his head. He was just, mm-hmm. that, that to me, not to jump ahead, was was one of the most powerful parts of yeah. this, I think. Mm-hmm. And while just a small comment on jumping ahead to just that scene, I have never sobbed while playing a video game scene before. Wow. big time. Before I this game. It was awful but like in a good way <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was like beautiful storytelling but gut-wrenching seeing it from the perspective of a child and not like a child with anakin but um <laughs> yeah oh right. cutting, off, cutting off the heads of daisies that was, right. that was from, from robot chicken i remember it was like okay anakin you can get through this yeah. he protects himself so ooh, just out trimming the daisies and he gets yeah. all that he gets home that night, and there he finally snaps out of it. He's like, oh, my God, what have I done? Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's how it starts. Accidentally, uh, Seth, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that scene is super gut-wrenching. Like, this is yeah. – and that's one of the things that I noticed with this game was the story doesn't hold anything back. It tells a true story of, like, that That scene is enough, but, like, uh, the, the relationship between – um, Trilla and Seer, like that—that uh, that whole dynamic and like mm-hmm. the torture that she went through, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. cutting herself off in the Force, and then you know becoming uh, uh, an Inquisitor and, and all that kind of stuff, like is just like it—it it doesn't hold anything back from the like like you said that those Star Wars emotions that yeah. are, right. are so right, yeah, in the best of mm-hmm. Star Wars. I would say, you know, and again, focusing back on Cal being anywhere between, you know, 8 and 13 years old, because like I said, I thought he looked a lot younger. You think about the traditional Jedi way is that, you know, the Jedi are are in the temple and you have the guy wearing the Cerebro helmet that tells Mm -hmm. you where the four sensitive younglings are out. And so they go out and they visit Mr. and Mrs. Kestis and and here's newborn Cal. He's two weeks old. We're like, yeah, he's four sensitive. We're just going to take him now. And here's 50 bucks or Mm -hmm. however that transaction works. Um, and then they, they raise him, and when he gets old enough, they, they hook him up with another Jedi. And then that Jedi simply becomes, uh, essentially becomes that Padawan's entire emotional support system. Mm-hmm. Um, so to then witness, so, and again, he couldn't have even have been a Padawan for, I don't know when Padawaning starts. Think about how young uh, Ahsoka was. She looked like she was about his age. So let's say he had been a Padawan for like six months or something like that. 
you know, his master, whose name I'm forgetting, uh, but he was, yeah, Gerald, it was a Lassat, like, uh, like what's his butt in rebels, whose name I'm forgetting. Zeb. Uh, Zeb, thank you. Oh my God. I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting creamed. Yeah. I I would get creamed in trivia playing against you. I know I would. Um, but, um, to, to, to what, yeah, I mean, his, that's his entire emotional support world was just devastated in a single shot. And then he's alone in an escape pod blasting mm-hmm. off towards the planet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to watch his complete. It yeah. was, yeah, it was indescribable to, to know how to go into survival mode at that age too. Cause you start right. off and like the way the game introduces you with one of my favorite, like, uh, Star Wars musical bits from the Who, who like made up a language for this game and recorded the music, like just ph- right. phenomenal. Uh, but like the way it, it comes in and, and just introduces the character, but then you see that struggle of like reconnecting with the Force to mm-hmm. to to grab his friend. Mm-hmm. But then you start as as it keeps going, you kind of start to realize like this kid was so young and knew enough to like cut himself off from the force to hide himself away to like completely go into that survival mode. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know, as an adult playing the game, it's like, okay, yeah, this is cool. And then it kind of clicks in. It's like, man, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. most of us, you know, it's, it's like you're, you're a couple of grades into school and right. like, think about yourself in like, you know, second or third grade or whatever it is. Right. Like, having to just yeah fend for yourself and figure all this stuff out and like completely mm-hmm. just detach yourself from everything it's 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 such a emotionally wrecking story i was going to say that um like while this is like the first canon kind of soul focused survivor star wars story that we've gotten it's also kind of one that isn't a surviving jedi waiting and then starting to fight he mm-hmm. very much desperately wants to stay hidden. He does not want to be found. He does not want to join a fight to become, like, make the place better. He just wants to survive and be to himself on this garbage planet that he's working on. The good, and, old, gar- the good old garbage planet. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's just, he just is, I don't want to say content with his life on Bracca, but he's doing it solely to survive. He doesn't right. care about destroying the empire like these other survivor stories that we've gotten mm-hmm. right, and he's right. because he's like a good souled person he had to use the force to save his friend right. which then alerted the inquisitors to come after him mm-hmm. yeah he's such a good jedi mm-hmm. and it, you just made me realize that by saying he doesn't want revenge he doesn't want mm-hmm. to go after he's not angry he's just he just wants broken. to live he just wants to live. Just, like, yeah. he, he does want to live, mm-hmm. but then and, and he just has to save his friend. That's oh man, you just added another right. little mm-hmm. heartbreak there for me. Peel, Thank you. Peel back yeah. another layer of the onion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, while yeah. his, while Jaro Tapal, his entire like you said, emotional support system is killed right in front of his eyes, mm-hmm. he's also a child that's befriended all of these clones. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they're pointing guns at him, and he doesn't know what's going on. Right, right. Yeah, they could have made My you God. pick up at that scene of just, like, watching his master get killed. And mm-hmm. that could have been emotional enough. But they do make you play through that of, like, going through and talking to the clones and being like, Hey, guys, High what's five going on? And, like, yeah. you know, it's just, 
they they did such a great job and i i do want to ask as someone who played the game um i found this game tough you yeah. mentioned dark souls earlier i think yeah. you know it, yeah <laughs> Like it is that kind of game. It's, it's unforgiving. So Mm -hmm. for someone like Charlie that said they want to play the, like the Lego games, like as a big star Wars fan, if you tried to do this, even on easy mode, this game can kick your ass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think they may have went a little too hard on the like unforgiving bit? Or do you, do you like the gameplay? How, how did you feel like playing this game? I do like the gameplay. Um, as someone who wants my friends that aren't gamers to play it to experience it because they like Star Wars, I don't think they would necessarily have a good time even on easy mode because some of the creatures will still absolutely kick your ass, mm-hmm. even on easy mode. But mm-hmm. also, even on easy mode, you're kind of, if you're like into immersion, you're just like, this is what Cal is going up against. Even if I'm doing it on the easiest mode, it's still going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's you like it's like both ways. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, what? Let let I, I guess actually, you know what? I'm I was gonna shift gears for a second, but I'm gonna go mm-hmm. back because we got a lot of feedback on Twitter today when I asked people like what they thought of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there was so much feedback, so I'm gonna jump into that now before we get into some more favorite characters and, and different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got Shay Vizla on Twitter. Uh, Shay underscore Vizla, if anyone wants to look her up, but uh, she she had a ton to say, which was awesome. Uh, what should I say? I mean, I love the game generally. I like that there are more than just one planet to go to. I love the darkness of Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purge trooper killing is satisfying. Charlie, I know you shared some pictures in our little group chat earlier. About, I did. Uh, I did. I, yeah, I was the, out. I was out and about at GameStop, which is what EA, EAB Games there in Canada marks the same company. They changed it. It's GameStop now. It's, oh it's, wow! Uh, throwing they, me off. Yeah, they've they've gone international. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had I had saved up points. I had a fifteen dollar voucher, and and so I got Cal Deluxe, which is the second version of it, which was thirty bucks. So I got it for fifteen. But he comes with the two sabers, and he comes with this little droid buddy and he comes with the little birdie thing and uh yeah i really i I really dug it so yeah and i i had picked up the purge trooper a while back because it was the same thing i'm like well i gotta pick up something and i got some so but i'm like i usually don't get just the gaming figures but now i have the two of them together they're they're beautiful together they make beautiful music together perfect it was very satisfying uh Shay also continued and said, uh, I like how it's possible to customize your lightsaber, like we were talking about before. Uh, there are some downsides, to be fair. Uh, she asked, should I add more? So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> someone mm-hmm. else wrote in, um, was there a romance hinted at between Cal and the Night Sister, Marin? I had a vibe. I kind of hope so, yeah. The, they're, mm-hmm. uh, I like it. What do you guys think of, uh, of those characters like? exploring their togetherness uh, in in maybe sequels Hmm. i feel like i feel like as of right now it's kind of a headcanon like you can decide if there's a vibe there or not until we get into the sequels i feel like there is a little vibe there but also Mm -hmm. maybe some hesitancy on her side of beginning to trust someone especially a jedi which she's been taught to hate jedi Mm mm-hmm and oh yes, the, the the Romeo and Juliet and right. Sam, Sam and Diane all rolled into one. Right, and then him being trained as a Padawan, learning that attachment is bad, no romance, nothing. 
Right. Mm -hmm. So that could also be something for him if he's still following, because it seems like for the most part, he's still morally following the Jedi code, Mm -hmm. even if he's not a Jedi himself. And then Night Sister's not afraid to go into the dark side, right? Like that's, so he could see that and be like, well, you're not Sith, but you're maybe not cool. (laughs) You're an accident. My, yeah, my gothy girlfriend, (laughs) watch out. Here we go. (laughs) My gothy girlfriend. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's face it, romance in Star Wars has always been disastrous. Even if it looks like it's going okay, then, you know, even if it's, even if it's Han and Leia, you know, it's patricide. You know, he's still going to get killed by their grumpy emo son. So, you know, it didn't work out for Ray. She kisses the guy and he dies. Uh, Luke, we don't know. Um, You know, Padme and Anakin. Let's not talk about them. It's spousal abuse and then then he bursts into flames. So it's just, but you know, for for the sake of the both of them, maybe we should hope not. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was just thinking, like the only in canon movie romance we got from Luke was with his sister. So that's Ooh. not awesome. Oh, okay. Oh no. That's well, not the know. best. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like maybe this could this could be like the redeeming Star Wars relationship. I mm. I ship it. Let's yeah. Let's ship have that it. In the sequel. Ship it. Uh, <laughs> So we got some more. I love the way they made Dathomir, the wild creatures, especially the Nidak, and also that boss fight bird thing was great. Boss fight bird thing. Hell boss yeah. Fight bird thing. Uh, we got someone, Alex Large 75 on Twitter saying that boss fight bird was a heck of a sod <laughs> to beat. Uh, but Shay Vizla also con- chimed back in and said uh, zero, the Zepho tombs were awesome, especially uh, the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I so I said that like the Zepho being introduced in this game was so I thought it was so cool because it was a, a mm-hmm. full species that was long before like anything we've seen I think so far <laughs> extinct species now, uh, but all force sensitive. Yeah. So really really cool. Um, and yeah, so Shay again, Shay. Uh, we had a great conversation on Twitter. Shay, if you mm-hmm. if you're interested in coming on the show, let me let me know. Um, but yeah, we could learn so much from the Zepho. Uh, they were force sensitive creatures, so were they some kind of Jedi? Like, I, I don't think they were Jedi. I think that like this is like the Night Sisters. We talked about this, I think, on the last episode, right, Charlie? Like, yeah, I'd like to see more force sensitive groups explored. Right. Whether it's the right. Night Sisters, uh, go, go way back in time and explore more of the, the Zepho, yeah. um, or even flash forward in the future and see, like, does Rey reestablish the Jedi or does she make something new? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that again, stripped you know, and, you know. yeah, the, the Jedi are, they, they're a sect the same way the, uh, you know, the Death Watch is a sect with the Mandalorians. It's, uh, yep. it's not, not to dig too deep in talking about organized religion, which is not a favorite topic of mine. Um, but the, the force, just like God, is there for everyone. And the way you connect to the force and the way you connect to the Lord or whatever it is that you reach out to is ultimately the battle that's fought within your own heart. So, yeah, it shouldn't just be like, oh, you know, the, the, we're the Jedi and we're the force and we master the force. No, the force is mm-hmm. out there. The force is everything. The way you connect to it has to do with what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. There's my message. There's my message. Funnily enough, every time someone mentions like Sith Jedi and then Gray Jedi, I'm just like, there's no Gray Jedi. It's just a Force user. They're just right. there. Right. 
They don't care. Right. They'll do whatever they want. Like it's not an affiliation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. So, and I, yeah, that's it. Well, let's not get into that. Cause we'll, yeah. we'll I'll go off, off, off on a tangent. Uh, so I don't even know exactly how many underscores are in here. I'm going to say underscore, underscore, phi, underscore, underscore, underscore on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. And it, they <laughs> responded and said, it's buggy. I wouldn't call it a masterpiece, but it is pretty close. Great gameplay, great story. And playing as a Star Wars fan was just something else. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Like as a video game, especially right away, it was buggy as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a Star Wars fan, it was like, I cannot put my controller down. I need to see where the story is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you you want those Star Wars fans to play it. But like, yeah, for non-Star Wars, w- would you recommend this like to just video game playing fans? Um, I would say well, yes and no. Because if they love a good story, regardless if they're Star Wars fans or not, it's, it's a great game to play. Yeah. But also knowing a lot of my friends that are video game people but not star wars fan necessarily they would have a bunch of problems with the mechanics simple Mm -hmm. things such as they want dismemberment because it's a lightsaber and it would make sense and like stuff like that like i and i obviously understand why it isn't that way for multiple reasons but like a lot of people would gripe about things that are just small but it would add up for them if that makes sense i get that yep Mm -hmm. uh we heard from uh under at uh sorry dantivirus uh on twitter said uh, we got to see order 66 from another a new perspective uh we better understand the fear chaos mm-hmm. and damage it did which i, I think we kind of covered but like yeah i holy crap mm-hmm. uh yet we get to see cal survive adapt and rise to become more um that is that is such a great summation of mm-hmm of like everything about why that game is, is so great. Like, yeah, we do get to see him survive and become more. Mm-hmm. And then his, his journey back to being a, a Jedi or, or mm-hmm. whatever he will eventually become. Uh, so th- thank you to everyone that wrote in on Twitter. That was, that was uh, some, some great conversations. And I, I apologize if I missed any, I was very quickly scrolling back through. Uh, so we heard again, you know, from, from what people enjoyed, but I want to ask you guys, uh a few things that you enjoyed first off characters favorite characters riley we'll start with you cal kestis like i said earlier he's one of my like it just in general one of my favorite star wars characters because of this game Mm -hmm. but also i gained a favorite droid bd1 yes yes that is my boy oh my god Did you freak out as bad as i did when a bd droid showed up in uh i literally I literally cried. Tying those, cried. Those, those threads together, and BD was uh, was actually voiced by Ben Burt himself, hmm. the the famed uh, Star Wars sound tech, the guy who created all the Star Wars noises you love. Well, mm. did not know that. Aha! Wikipedia. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I did not cry when I saw him in Book of Boba Fett, but I did like stand up and cheer yeah. off of my couch. So uh, very, I'm a crier. Know, so. similar, yeah. Similarly, like emotive right. reactions. Uh, right. for sure. yeah. uh, any other favorites? Um, I really liked the complexity of Seer. Just mm. like she yeah. cut herself off of the force and she did not want to, she did not want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and she had a complexity. It was just like remorseful because of obviously what happened with Trilla. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think she was just a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say the same thing about Trilla herself. Like I thought yeah. she was such a complex character and you right. can see anytime she took that helmet off, like you could just see the pain and right. struggle with everything she's gone through. And like, this was her way out. And you saw mm-hmm. that with like some Jedi becoming inquisitors. Like mm-hmm. that was their way out. They chose to survive. Cal survived in his way right. and they're surviving in their way. And uh, it's like to mm-hmm. see that pain in her eyes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, holy crap, what an actress, like, doing nice. that. But also, like, holy crap, the the motion capture and stuff that they mm-hmm. were able to put into this game with hiring real actors and, and doing the facial scans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. And, and she was a standout for sure. Uh, right. Charlie, anyone else for you? You know, I mean, a lot of it has been covered. I mean, you've hit the big beats. Uh, of course, I like Cal as well. He's our hero. He's a great... He's, you know, the most reluctant of the heroes, which you can appreciate because, again, you know, that's like, you know, Han Solo was the original reluctant Star Wars hero, but he's got nothing on Cal because mm-hmm. uh, Cal's just trying to keep his, you know, head buried under a rock so that somebody mm-hmm. doesn't smash the rock down on top of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I like, and I think you guys touched on as well, is my favorite journey is is Sarah's journey because, again, you get to see it fully fleshed out later in the game is that she was tortured and she broke. And, you know, I'm so used to seeing, like, you know, Jack Bauer on 24, and they'll torture him until he dies, but he won't break. Or, you mm-hmm. know, you know th- this secret agent, you know, he's, he's trained and he'll never break. Well, she's a Jedi, an experienced master of the Force, and, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of, you know, zaps from this big zappy machine, and she was singing like a canary. Mm-hmm. So even the heroes are still human beings. You know, mm-hmm. even even the best of us will crack. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she and she had to pay in dividends for it because it, you know, led to uh, her Padawan being compromised, becoming a night sister and then ultimately dying at the hands of the Vader, which was like, oh, you saw you could see that coming a mile away when mm-hmm. he walked up behind her. It's not like he was going to give her a hug. It was. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Choppy, uh, chop, chop. <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. It's a uh, oh, man. What a moment. I got to replay mm-hmm. this game again. This will be like my mm-hmm. fourth time, but like, yeah, this is, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I have to shout out Marin as a character that I loved mm-hmm. instantly, mm-hmm. and we hardly got to spend enough time with her. So I'm really yeah. hoping like either the sequel, yeah. again, explores their relationship or just like make her a second playable character. I don't want to say get rid of Cal altogether, but like I almost right. did. Um, but I wouldn't mind if she was kind of like the main playable character. We still got a lot of Cal, but like sure. if she mm-hmm. kind of like took over and explored her side, because like the Night Sisters are a fallen order too. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Like right along. And it, it's, it's, I, I want them to explore that of like, what are the Jedi after they fell? What are the Night Sisters after they fall? Can they work together? Can they rebuild? Do they have to rebuild in the same way? Like, is Cal going to obviously, you know, not rebuild the exact same way that Luke did? because of the choices he made kind of at the end of the game of like, no, let's just destroy this and, and make it so no one can find these kids and let them just kind of grow up and hopefully live happy lives. And mm-hmm. and, uh, they, and they turn into Broom Boy from uh, the end of The Last Jedi. Right, and that's right. the thing. It's like, mm-hmm. that means there are all these Force-sensitive kids out there who were not, Brian from Pink Milk, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
throw you one here. They weren't kidnapped by the Jedi or they weren't kidnapped by the Sith. I right. uh, can't believe mm-hmm. I just said that about the Jedi, but Brian's probably like clapping them right now. So anyway, <laughs> big proponent of like the Jedi are bad because they kidnap kids. Um, don't, kind of. Well, well, yeah. All right. Kind of. I'm starting to see things his way, which is uh, mm-hmm. a bad precedent to set. It's I think. very complex. Uh, <laughs> it's very right. complex. It La- is. Brian, La- La- layers, layers like an onion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 such an interesting. I I can't wait for them to to revisit that, and I'm I'm happy that they've at least officially announced a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Marin, Dathomir gets a ton of like love on it we saw that on right. twitter right. uh so favorite favorite planets for you guys that we explored in here because there are a few i do love how peaceful bogano is mm-hmm. but i will say zepho takes the cake for me oh hell yeah just learning because i love lore mm-hmm. <laughs> um and just that planet is nothing but lore and it's just your learning of this entire new species that were force users that were not jedi nothing connected to any of that they're just kind of mm-hmm. their own thing like while they yes they are extinct it was just everything on that planet was beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah except that giant frog thing um yeah. there, <laughs> there were some non-beautiful things but yeah, i get what you, yeah no yeah. that was uh, one uh, a hell of a yeah I, I love the lore stuff too and that's why mm-hmm. one of my favorites uh to explore was ilum Mm, oh, because oh, we got to see it yeah. uh, as you know, we, we saw it in the Clone Wars when the the kids went to pick their their crystals and the challenges that they went mm-hmm. through, and then we see mm-hmm. see it here where it's fallen by the wayside and the you know it's it's kind of gotten disconnected from the Force a little bit, and then we see it sadly turn into Starkiller Base. Right, and right, right. We, we get to then, see that evolution yeah, of this planet, bye. and uh, it was heartbreaking visiting it knowing where it ends up as as yeah. star killer so right. uh that one for me was was a big one though because again lightsabers are my thing i love the lore behind lightsabers and and mm-hmm. see so it's mm-hmm. ilum has a, a special place to me so anytime i get to see it or explore it like we did here is uh, is big uh charlie um i will give my shout out to kashik uh the mm. plight the plight of the wookies you know, what about the fucking droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> Remember that? The, <laughs> F-bomb, the, the F-bomb that you can stick in any PG-13 movie? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I like, you know, like I said, the, the poor Wookiees, and this was really highlighted, I think, in Solo, uh, mm-hmm. were such a, I won't, I won't say such a peaceful people, but they're, they were, politically, they were uh, very pivotal, obviously, uh, as mm-hmm. outlined in, um, in, in that component of episode three. Um, but they were one of the, most severe examples of uh, Palpatine's hatred of non-human races because they, they, they're stripping the planet bare and they've mm-hmm. ens- they've enslaved uh, the Wookiees uh, as manual labor. So um, yep. the rebel—I'm I'm surprised we just didn't see more Wookiees Wookiees in rebellion because you know Saw and his gang uh, uh, obviously liberated all of these uh, these ones. And I, I love Saw's story. By the time we meet him for the first time, he's whack him a dewey looks like he's been sitting in an opium den you know because he's just he's nuts but he really did seem like he had his wits about him here even though he was still he was still wearing the big football suit you know he was um i i, I enjoy the character but yeah this was before he obviously truly went and you know like colonel kurt's nuts mm-hmm. you know so he saw um, some shit 
between yeah. here and Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, big time. And saw mm-hmm. some shit and lost more limbs. And yeah, just a tough go of it. So I, I, I enjoyed the Kashyyyk part because I enjoy him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I loved Kashyyyk anyway. Just like even how it starts, like the confidence of Cal just kind of like, I'll try not to die kind of thing or whatever, right. whatever he says, yeah. like try right. not to die. Like that's a plan. And he like, jumps yeah. backwards out of a plane, Captain America style. Like do you appear? Yeah. No, right. he just yeah. jump, you know, like, and that right. uh, swimming to the, the, uh, the walkers, like so cool. Right. Such a badass set piece. Like the so whole, cool. just, just so cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot to this game. We just described a few things of like climbing and, and right. talk about fighting and this and that. What's uh, now, Charlie? I don't know if you can chime in. Maybe you can. Like something you saw that you thought was cool, but Riley uh, playing through favorite gameplay mechanic. What do you? What did you? What was your favorite thing to be like? I'm a Jedi now. Like what was what was yeah. that moment for you? Well, I did really like the gameplay mechanics of like the slowing and like completely like pulling something toward you. Mm-hmm. I really loved discovering the force ability of like the force echo of him being able to touch yeah. something and like see and hear what was associated with it. And I know all Jedi don't have the same powers. So that's why not every Jedi can do that. We know that, right. but mm-hmm. I just thought that was one of the coolest force abilities I've ever seen. Yeah. That's kind absolutely. of like what a historian would do. That was in the Jedi order, like right. go around and touch right. stuff. <laughs> Right. And yeah, like you can instantly see <laughs> yeah. how that power could have been very, like used in a very different way. Like you said, for mm-hmm. a historian or something like that, that, or even, you know, detective or something for the, right. the Jedi order when they were at their, their kind of peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that. And you already mentioned one of my favorites. I loved the freezing when you got mm-hmm. like, I felt when I got that kind of stuff, it was like, you just drop in, there'd be like a bunch of stormtroopers, you'd freeze a couple or laser bolts or be mm-hmm. able to, you know, and then kind of move very quickly and, you know, shoot one mm-hmm. off a ledge and the chop another in two. And then kind of like you have one left and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to fight you straight up. Come on, bitch, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, like there was so much style to this game that you can mm-hmm. kind of do things in whatever way you wanted to. So you can kind of go the stealthy and like, I'm going to th- like force push the two of you guys off a cliff. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, there was that strategy or you could just go in like a meathead like I did and just be like, I'm just going <laughs> to fight everything I see. Let's go. Right. Um, Charlie, was there anything that you saw in like cutscenes and movies and stuff that you thought was like a cool addition to what they did with this? I think you touched it right there. The the force freeze and the and the uh, you know the the touch, which obviously we saw again, mm-hmm. uh, like when Ray touched you know the the heritage yeah. saber there in in uh, in the Force Awakens mm-hmm. uh, as as the way you know kind of connecting to an object through the force. I thought that was that was pretty damn sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, not playing the game, I, I saw, you know, I, I had less of an experience with that than you guys did. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned we already talked about a little bit about the lightsabers. Uh, did you play through like the the whole game with with that lightsaber that you're that you were holding earlier? I I struggled to deviate away from it because not only because it's like, okay, this is like Cal's saber that he's had. And I'm kind of like a very sentimental person. And it's just like, this was his master's saber, you know? I was just going to say that once you find out yeah. what, like I said, I, I customize mine to look like my actual saber. Mm-hmm. But once I found out where it was from, cause like you, it doesn't go through linear. Like you find that out right. kind of partway through the story mm-hmm. and I instantly switched back. Right. Like, yeah. It was, <laughs> then it means something. 
Right. Did I change the color of it? Yes. But for the most part, I did mostly keep it as it was. And I played with the uh, the orange saber color that yep. that comes with the or did come with the, the pre-order and like the, the deluxe, deluxe edition. Yeah. And then they gave it to everybody eventually. But yeah. Um, yeah. when everyone asks what lightsaber color Cal has, everyone says blue. I'm just like, that was his master's color saber. But since this is kind of like exclusive, like exclusive content for Cal, I would say it's orange. Yes. So that's what I went with. <laughs> a lot of people say that. And I definitely would agree that because that was an exclusive kind of thing, that seems mm-hmm. to be his color. And I hope mm-hmm. they lean into that. I hope that the standard one that you start off with in Fallen Order 2 is orange, just to establish mm-hmm. that as a, like an in-canon color, but also like maybe that's kind of a reestablishing color, like mm-hmm. Ray's Yellow Saber. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to see that because this is the mm-hmm. first, I think, first canon appearance of uh, uh, a few different colors but orange especially mm-hmm. one of them i think pink maybe and a few different hues mm-hmm. um yeah I, I hope they do that so uh, um, that that kind of leads in to what we want from a sequel i just said mine like i hope that they establish a little bit more of like this is cal's journey here's his lightsaber color here's what he wants to do going forward as whether it's jedi or establishing something new Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about like he and Marin. Like, are they going to establish some stuff? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you want in a sequel? It can go a lot of ways, honestly, because of how it left off. He completely destroyed the holocron. He wanted nothing to do with rebuilding the Jedi Order. He wanted the kids to be safe. He wanted what he he wanted for them what he wanted for himself, but couldn't mm-hmm. have because he was dragged right. into this. Right. And. A lot of people are like, oh, no, I want him to, like, reestablish the order. It's like, we obviously know that doesn't happen because of canon now. Exactly, yes. Right. And also, that's not what he wanted at all. He destroyed it so it wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But would he, since he's in it now, join the rebellion and start moving things toward how we saw the rebellion get to the place where it was? Because when we see rebels, like Hera and crew are building the rebellion with Mm -hmm. Leia... But is he having any part in that, or is he just kind of fighting people just because? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, right. They could go in two very different directions. Like, he's he's hands on involved in the rebellion, or mm-hmm. they just flit off to the outer rim, and it's just like these kind of space rogues, like mm-hmm. solving crimes and doing good maybe mm-hmm. throughout the galaxy yeah. that is like completely disassociated from anything else. I mean, uh, really could be, I mean, because again, much like with like, uh, you know, how they kind of dance around where was Ahsoka during this thing and that thing. And then right. they kindly mm-hmm. weave that around with, you know, the, the time doors that you saw in the episode of rebels. Um, mm-hmm. But you're still like, you know, well, where did Ezra end up at? So I get the feeling that maybe Cal and Sarah and, and, and their ship in general, they might've, they might just get rubbed out or something because I mean they, they might they, they may not live that much longer. I mean the, right. the big the, the big blowout oh. from your potential sequel could be their you know valiant death. I mean I'm sorry because again totally I just I, because you just you just don't end up seeing them in anything don't else. So do this what, to me. I just it's it's not me. It's not me, man. I don't work for Disney, but um, I just don't really see. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I just I don't really see how they're going to have. Well, here's yet another, you know, Jedi guy, but he, you know, got a flat tire and was stuck on this planet for 35 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the same thing that you know they, they you know they made they made sense of it with Grogu that well Grogu's not at the Jedi Academy because he ended up going back to be with Danny. So mm-hmm. that made sense. But yeah, where what was you know what was Cal's part in in the overall everything? Well, I'm just afraid he's going to end up. He's going to end up getting blown up. I'm sorry. I, I, it's honestly, that's probably what will happen. Uh, yeah. Same with when I've discussed the Bad Batch with my friends. I feel like oh, they're going to. Because otherwise they're we would have heard about them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're not, they, you, know, you don't have all of your in-between characters aren't like all on a planet together in their own sitcom. <laughs> it's not yeah. like, you know, the, B, the B-listers and, you know, friends of. Narshada or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that we didn't get Omega in the book of Boba Fett, like at least a hint at her, makes me very, very worried. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if none of the like the bad batch themselves survive, I was hoping like she'd show up with maybe one of them that was just kind of like still kind of kicking, like Rex did, but like mm-hmm. just just nothing. So like, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you know, talk, talk about the never-ending payday for Tamira Morrison because he's all of those characters. I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, he's, he's going to be like, and here he is as Rex, but it's, you know, in The Mandalorian. So here he is with the beard. You know, yeah. That's Big just time. like when he did that interview, he's just like, you can't cover this. This is the money. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, I'm, I'm the man yeah. of a thousand faces, literally. Yeah. And he yeah. said, like, he'd be up for being whoever. Like, he's just yeah, right. name. He he's down for, like, being Rex or being, like, just, he's like, yeah, put me in mm-hmm. anything. Cause, yeah, mm-hmm. million dollar face. Exactly. I'll do it. Uh, so, and, and, I mean, with the, the success of Boba Fett, I think they'll happily put him in whatever because people right. mm-hmm. like him or like the characters he plays or whatever. So, right. uh, so that's awesome. Yep. Anything else you guys want to add to wrap this up with, uh, with your thoughts on, on Jedi Fallen Order? You know, as the non-gamer, like I said, and just watching the cutscenes movie, I liked it. Um, I love how faithful, uh, as much as possible, uh, the characters mirror the actors that they are. Cameron Monaghan, Deborah mm-hmm. Wilson. Uh, uh, I was to say Todd, but sorry. Mark, I did mention that the ninth sister was voiced by, what was her name again? Uh, Misty Lee. Misty Lee is a uh, native of Metro Detroit, same as myself. Grew up, in, grew up in a neighboring town from where I'm from, and we have almost the same birth date. So it's just like, whoa, crazy Star Wars connection. So anyway, really that, cool. that, that was my that was my thing. I was kind of smiling about while I was watching this as as I'm going through IMDb, which I always right. do. Yeah. Yep. There's uh yeah there that's one thing we didn't touch on, but like I would love to see any of these characters, and we kind of like hinted at that when we saw BD one in in Boba Fett or like uh, BD droid, not even mm-hmm, BD one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I just want something because why use these actors and use their likenesses in the game if you weren't going to drop like Cal right. in something, whether he meets right. just like introduce him to Ahsoka or do something live action, just like right. have these characters pop up. I, I'm still holding out hope that this is not just a video game franchise. A right. lot of people thought that, well, like until for me and some other comic book people, when we saw the blue butterflies, we knew it was a Skywalker with Grogu. Mm-hmm. Like when he was meditating, but a lot of people thought that Cal Kestis was going to be the one that showed up. Me too. No, oh, gotcha. That I was one of those people. Yeah, that would that would have been something. 
Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I would have lost it. I would, yeah. I would have absolutely yeah, right. lost Cause it. Because there was a lot of concept art floating around there of like, here's what Cameron Monaghan, like they could kind of age him up a little bit. Here's right. what he could look like. They threw like a beard on him or like, gave, you know, a facial right. scar or something to make yeah. him look a tiny bit older. Right. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of concept art coming around and like it convinced me like, yeah, this is going to be the guy that comes and like does something with Grogu like this is mm-hmm. and yeah and then we're gonna see him and you know see Grogu as part of the crew and in, in mm-hmm. Fallen Order 2 mm-hmm. uh just kind of started to make sense and it didn't go that way and I'm not unhappy with how it went down but like right. I would have loved to see that that right. I, I still want to see these characters in live action mm-hmm. I hear you hold on hold, say... hold out hope hold out hope yeah right I will say if you're a video game person and you like Star Wars, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I recommend playing Fallen Order if you haven't played it. And if you're not a video game person, look up the movie cut of this game on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not hard Talk to find. To yeah. 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 You don't have to watch it all at yeah. once, but like it's right. man, it's so worth it. It's yeah. so worth it. No, yeah. great, great story. Very immersive. Not, they, it's got a larger backdrop than than really any of the other productions. There's nothing on Tatooine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is very which, true. Which is nice. Let's face it. That's that one's a little that 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 old chestnut is a little long in the tooth. So yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> just wait till we get the book of Tatooine. No, and it's boy. all about just the weird little places in each each episode is a different it follows Watto. (laughs) disney plus in five years the well's just dry they're like we're gonna do a Watto show let's go jar jar's gonna show show up at the end for a duel (laughs) yep (laughs) can't wait i will watch it day one uh be like yep that's the new ones yeah yeah um yeah, I would 100% still watch that. I'm terrible. Of course. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. Terrible. Uh, Riley, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast. Uh, it's it's great to talk to someone on this show about video games. Charlie like doesn't like video games so much. I had to find another co-host to talk just about video games for on my off weeks. So, uh, oh <laughs> and Todd and I have been talking about doing like a Star Wars video game podcast. So then this one came up and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just great. So mm-hmm. thank you again for joining us. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Riley Antoinette. That's R-I-L-E-Y-A-N-T-O-I-N-E-T-T-E. Sorry, I know it's so long. Uh, and you can find me also we'll, on Twitter. <laughs> we'll include that in the show. A little show. bit shorter. Yeah, it's a little bit shorter on Twitter. It's just Riley Antoine because the net, was too long <laughs> perfect perfect uh well, again thank you so much for joining us this was great thank you so much for having me i had a blast you Absolutely got it perfect. yeah charlie it. and of course for me you can find me uh on twitter at the c3 spell it out c-e-e uh i also run uh most of the content through our secret friends unite facebook page so if i post something and you think it's dumb then you know it's me Uh, And I also uh, run a Michigan-based chapter of the Star Trek International Fan Club, the USS Grand Petoskey, which I don't talk about a lot here, but that's something I do. Uh, So come check me out. I was just going to say this is the first episode where Charlie didn't make a Star Trek reference. Wow. When you sign out, uh, you always do. So there we go. I did. There you go. All right. So even when you don't, you do. Uh, You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and... uh, 
uh, pretty much everywhere, the underscore Canardian. And uh, join our Discord channel as well. Always some great chats going on there. But uh, today, the, the Twitter was hitting it up more than Discord. So uh, so thanks if you commented on uh, on Twitter. Hopefully, you're listening to this episode. Uh, thanks for right. the comments and the great chats. And uh, hope you enjoyed. You got it. All righty, Roo. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. As always, I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring. And to keep on trekking. You son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it screwed me all up. Uh, may the force be with you, Rex. Play us out. Charlie. God. <laughs> <laughs>